Welcome. Welcome to the final week of our homily series titled Made for More. Over the last four weeks, we've explored four different ways God has made us for more than a humdrum existence. We're made for more than what our culture teaches us we are made for. For as a baptized son or daughter of God, Jesus calls you into following his way, which is much more significant than the ways of the world. We discussed four ways in which you were made for more. The first word we talked about is the word serve. Four weeks ago, we explored serving not out of obligation, but serving with love and for love. The second word we discussed was the word prayer. We discovered that practicing prayer isn't just part of our relationship with God, that prayer and its resultant action is literally our relationship with God, so don't forget to pray. Then we talked about the word engage. Two weeks ago, we demonstrated how the good Christian life involves both engaging with God and other people. And the best way to live out that experience is in a small church group. And we gave you some good news. We told you we've set that group up for you with our Advent small group series called Rejoice. It's not too late to sign up for our Advent small groups and we encourage you to sign up. There's cards in the pews that say rejoice on them. Just fill one out and put it in the offertory basket or go to our website, stmary.life and click on that rejoice icon. And like I said, when we began, bada boom, bada bing, it'll take you right there and all you gotta do is sign up. We'd love to have you there. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. It's only a four week commitment. If you want to go deeper into your relationship with God and really have the best Christmas yet, an Advent small group is the perfect opportunity to do just that. So please sign up. Lastly, we discussed the word tithe. Last week, we showed you how you can be a conduit of God's grace by helping other people financially. In particular, we reminded you that if you put God first financially, God will bless your finances. That's because you're using your hard-earned cash to share God's generosity with you to other people. You can experience God's blessing by filling out your next step card that you either got in the mail or there are still some in the pews. You can just fill it out and drop it in the collection basket today. Or if you're online, go to our website, stmary.life and click on that give icon. Thank you for your generosity and for putting God first in your life. Alrighty. Well, that's what we've discussed for the last four weeks. If you want to review any of those homilies, guess where you can find them. You're right, on our website, stmary.life. Today for this last homily, the last homily in our series, Made for More, we're taking a look at sharing the gift. And the gift you want to share is your gift of faith. For four weeks, we've been reminding 
all of ourselves, really, how we are made for more. Ultimately, you are made for eternal life. Think about how exciting that is. You know, we're kind of used to hearing that as Christians just sort of hanging out in the pews or, you know, reading Christian literature or listening to Christian music or reading prayers. We're made for eternal life, but we become anesthetized to that because we hear it so often. Think about how exciting that is. You're made to live with God, the Son of God and the Holy Spirit forever. We must share this news. This news of this great gift of eternal life with others because for one thing, that's what Jesus tells us to do. When he says, go out and make disciples, this is what he's talking about, sharing the gift. And we also want to share this gift because it is the most amazing thing you could ever share. This is how to share the gift. The modern person is not willing to listen to a Catholic merely because respect has been won or our credentials are up to date or we have the right training. They will listen to you only when they learn to trust you. It's that way in any relationship, right? So start with trust. The next step after trust in any relationship is to have some sort of intentional conversation with them about important things. This is how you invest in a relationship with others, building trust and engaging conversation. Then people will be much more likely to respond to your invitation to attend a small group or attend mass once that person learns to trust you. This is what we call our invest and invite strategies. You're investing into this relationship and then inviting people into a larger relationship with God. Sharing the gift of Jesus' good news, of course, is what we call evangelization. However, of course, we want to take care not to treat people as evangelization projects. Don't objectify them. I could be as guilty of that as anybody, I guess. We don't want to do that. Treat people as people you love, because you love, you want to share God's news with them, God's good news. Just like you want to share information, let's talk about three examples. Just like you'd want to share information about your favorite restaurant. I am a food guy. I love all kinds of food. I love going out to eat and experiencing different kinds of food in different places. How about you? When you go to a great restaurant, don't you want to tell your family and friends about it and maybe encourage them to go there? Why wouldn't we do the same for this great news God has to give? Think about the first time you fell in love. Ah. Or maybe the second or third time you fell in love, maybe with the same person, maybe with somebody else. Don't you want to tell other people about that? Well, why wouldn't we want to tell other people about the God who created the entire universe and how much God loves us? And we have discovered that we too love Him, that we have this relationship with Him. Or think about, especially the first time you're pregnant, or your wife is pregnant, or you have a child. Don't you want to tell other people about that? Because you're so excited. It's a a great news and information you want to share. We should want to share the love of God with others at least that much. 
for we have something both exciting and comforting to share. We Christians bring something to others the world cannot bring. We bring the saving message of Christ to a world that is broken and desperately in need of that news. We bring hope to those who are hurting and think they've been forgotten by God. We bring a message to all people that the violence and pain that they see in the news is not the way the world is supposed to be. And it's certainly not the end. All of us are made for more than that. As Catholics, this is our only mission to let other knows, to let others know that Christ died for us, though we are sinners, so that we could live forever with him. We want to let others know the following, that even in a broken world, a world that is suffering because of sin and death, we have the promise of eternal life. Jesus wins the victory. We know the end of the story, no matter how ugly things might get, that Jesus wins the victory. And we want to work diligently to share this message, for this is the commission that the Lord himself gives us, to go out and make disciples. That is to share the gift, share the faith, share the good news. Those are all one and the same. It's a message of God's love that we should want to share out of love. In times of darkness, we must remember that there is a light that overcomes the darkness. The Gospel of John tells us that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the light. So think about this one phrase when maybe you yourself have come to a moment of despair in your life, or friends and family have come to a moment of despair in their life. The light shines in the darkness, the darkness of despair and doubt, and the darkness has not overcome the light, the light of Jesus Christ. Until the day that Christ returns, we have a job to do. Even in a broken world, Christ brings life and light. So remember your call to mission this week. Sin, suffering, and death are not the end. The victory of Christ is the end. There's hope in that profound reality. This is the hope. This is the gift. And we are privileged and sent to share this gift with others. Today, listen to what today's biblical readings have to say about evangelization. In our first reading, those who evangelize are who the author refers to as the wise. He says, but the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. Just think of a beautiful starlit sky. Leading many to justice refers to evangelization, for justice resides in the person of Jesus Christ. Those who evangelize will be like the stars forever. If you truly evangelize, you will be like the stars forever. Doesn't that appeal to you? We sang in our response today, you are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path of life, fullness of joy in your presence. The Lord's path is full of joy, not without struggle for sure, but full of joy, because we know where the journey ends if we are faithful to him. The Lord claims you. The Lord claims you as his own. 
He claims you as his inheritance. Consider this, though. I think most of us know that. But consider this. Our inheritance with God is a reciprocal relationship. We understand inheritance as the practice of the passing on of something like property, titles, privileges, and rights to designated heirs. If we inherit God through baptism and living faithful to him, an inheritance is what one receives from another. Then I ask you, what legacy or endowment could God, the Holy One, ever be receiving from us? So that is, we know that we inherit eternal life as baptized sons and daughters of God who live faithful to Christ. But God inherits something from us. The Creator inherits something from the created. And that is this, a life of intimacy with the divine, a life of intimacy with God. That's what you have to give God. A life of intimacy with him, deepening kinship with the lover, God who created you. Don't you want to help others experience this life of intimacy with the divine and a deepening kinship with all those created by the same hand of our loving God? How beautiful is that? Then out of love, share the gift of your faith with them. What a beautiful gift you have to share. This weekend, our bishop, Bill Walk, has sent you a gift. It took him months to prepare it so that it would make him present to you and make Jesus present to you. His gift, not coincidentally, is called sharing the gift. It's his letter to you about sharing the gift. That is sharing Jesus with the world. This letter isn't written to the priests or the deacons. It's written to everybody, all of you in the diocese. Essentially, Bishop's letter to you is all about our parish vision here at St. Mary, which is the vision of the universal church, sharing Jesus with the world. We'll have more to say about Bishop's letter over a few weeks. This is what we want you to do this week. Be sure to pick up your copy of Bishop's letter as you leave today. The hospitality ministers will be handing them out at every door. We have plenty of them. Take one for a family member or a friend. We have plenty of them. Please read it. You can read it in 15 or 20 minutes. This is part of the reason it took Bishop a long time to write it. He didn't write it in what I often call episcopese, which is Bishop speak, right? It's not way up here above our heads. It's written in very simple English, wanting to engage and give this gift to everybody. So you can read it in 15 or 20 minutes. That's all it'll take. Talk to your family about it and pray. When you pray, after you read this, ask God to help you to know how to share the gift. How is he calling you forward to do that? Here's two ways in the meantime you can put Bishop's letter into action. Think about Catholics you know who are not going to Mass. Invite them to Mass for Christmas. Start investing in that relationship now. Start working on your relationship with them, building trust, and then invite them for Christmas Mass. Or if you think that might be too much of a leap, or think about the lost and lonely person you know, 
that you might invite to an Advent small group and then invite them. Our Advent small groups start in just two weeks. By the way, be sure to sign yourself up if you're gonna invite somebody else. Help others to experience the love, compassion, and promise of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Share the gift. Share the gift Jesus has given you to share.